0: best thing that I've found, Keith, is kids learn off of clips. And that's not something that I figured out. It's something that Coach Gundy banged into me. Ninth. He's like, Howser, all these slides are cool. And I know you spent a lot of time on it, but the kids learn by seeing themselves. They learn by seeing the professional clips.
1: I'm excited about today's episode with a coach who's had a, a winding path through the NFL Division Three, and the FBS Spent some time with Oklahoma State and Iowa State with their special teams and now is taking his view of the game and bringing that to coaches through his social media account, Teach Tapes, which I started to follow and tracked down Coach Steve Hauser from there. So, Coach, it's great to have you here on the podcast, and I'm excited to talk ball with you here today. Appreciate
0: you having me, Keith. It's been fun kind of figuring this out as we go of, you know, what football's become for me and, you know, hopefully how I can push that back out and, and maybe put a little different spin on it.
1: So your start in coaching really comes from the background of being from a coaching family. Talk to us about just that influence and in growing up around the game and really how that led you into coaching.
0: It's a, you know, just like a lot of coaches, you, you, you know, if my dad was a doctor, I probably would have done that. If he was in the military, I might've done that. You know, it's just, you grow up, my dad was a high school football coach. My uncles were Division two and Division three coaches in New England. And, you know, you sneak down the stairs when you should be in bed and you watch these guys in the, in the living room and it's, you know, Sunday night or Monday night and they're watching the opponents. And, you know, you can watch that tape as long as you can until you speak up and you get sent back to bed. So it's probably those memories that you hold on to and for some reason push you down this path. But, you know, it's been more than a great decision to get involved in this game.
1: And your path into the game has taken you into the upper levels of the game. I know you spent some time in Cleveland. And as I mentioned before, you, know, you spent some time with, with uh, Matt Campbell and, and Coach Gundy and you know, just some incredible influences there. So as you look at that aspect of growing up as a coach, what were some key things that helped you develop along the way?
0: Keith, I think it starts way before even that. I mean, I got a really rare chance when I was still in college to do a training camp internship with the Browns. That was going into the seasons of 2009 and 2010, I believe. That was when Coach Mangini was still in Cleveland. He played for my college coach, and there was a favor pulled out that I got to go work in the equipment room and do the laundry, set up the cones, pull the chains, catch the balls for the quarterbacks. I mean, it was a rare insight into that world, and you know, the interns and coaching assistants who were in those years, I mean, they really were incredible sources of feedback and connections of what the game is and just following their careers. It's, they're still great people for me to touch base with, and they've provided me a lot of these great opportunities that I could kind of put in to the coaching or scouting world wherever I was. But it all started back then with just watching these guys and trying to figure out how I could fit in.
1: I know we talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago when we first connected and just the way that you saw special teams coached and the emphasis and what Coach Gundy and Coach Campbell really brought to your view of coaching up those sides of the balls and, and distinctly different ways of doing it. But if you'd share that, that with our listeners and how that was influential in being able to work with those different guys
0: hundred percent. And just like any of us, you, you learn from the people around you. And Coach Gundy was incredible for me. I mean, I started there at 22 years old as an office assistant, like literally the offensive secretary. I was the first male in that role and, you know, sat in the quarterback meetings with Coach Munkin back in the day, left for Cleveland for the front office piece and, you know, knew that I wanted to get back into coaching after a couple of years. And You know, he took me back as the special teams coordinator. They've run it out of that GA role for a long time. And I was kind of the third evolution of that. Robbie Disher, Ty Linder had done it before me. And, you know, coach really put a lot for me to to be able to run the meetings and set up the drills and, you know, work with our coaches, the position guys. So Coach Gundy's big thing was just make sure the kids know the why. Like when you're going through the drills, he'd stop a drill and be like, hey, why are we doing this punt return drill? Well, hey, on the backside edge, I got to check for fake. And then I can work the wall and make sure I keep that guy high and inside of me, right? Play legal. Cool. We can keep doing the drill. Whereas coach Campbell, I was in the QC analyst role, um, was not in the front of the room in those settings. And, you know, it was making sure the organization was spot on setting up our position coaches and making sure the kids knew where to be, right. That the equipment guys, the video guys, everything was aligned so that when we have our seven minutes, we're getting the most out of it and then we can coach it off the tape.
1: In talking to special teams coaches, that's really a huge factor in this is that your time is limited. So there's a lot that goes into planning that seven minutes, much, much more time than the actual seven minutes. So talk to us about the detail and how you break that up in order to prepare for that and make sure then that it's captured. And then afterwards, you know, you got to teach off of it as well, but talk to us about the organization of that period so that it is effective use of your time. And Keith, maybe I
0: didn't even appreciate that as much until, you know, my last spring ball at Arkansas state, when we were a totally new staff, you're getting to know the equipment guys, the video guys, the, even the equipment managers, right? How do we want to set this up? You're meeting with them beforehand. You got your visio drawings, you got your screenshots, eventually it was awesome to just start using Teamworks and texting the players, those pictures. Cause you know, you have the old school put it on the, the tack board in the locker room, but everyone's got their phone, make sure that guys are knowing where they need to be because it is going to be different. Like I was fortunate at Oklahoma state to already know that building from my previous time there. I worked with Joe Houston as the special teams coordinator my first year there. So got to be with him. Who's one of my best friends in coaching and see how the building worked before I was, kind of managing it behind the scenes through our position coaches year two and three at Iowa state. So I had a little bit of a runway to get to know the building, but man, when you go to a new program and you're all new, it, it takes relationships just like anything. And, and I probably should have started Keith. Like you got to be a resource and an asset and a human with the other position coaches, right? Cause their time is so valuable offense, defense recruiting. If I can steal a guy in my office or at my desk for, three to five minutes max and tell them, Hey, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Ask me a real question to make sure we get what we need and we'll figure it out.
1: I think that is another challenging aspect of, of doing that job. And and as you mentioned, you've kind of been in in all the roles in special teams from leading the room to being the analyst or QC guy uh, supporting those coaches because their primary job is something else, but they're going to coach, part of that unit or you know a unit a position whatever it might be you know I've seen it done a number of different ways how do you help set them up for success so that they're supported well they can do their other job but this gets the attention that it needs
0: and i think that the best way to do that Keith is by setting the table the best way making sure that i'm organized that i'm valuing their time and that i have a, a way to actually be a human and talk with them and They know where I'm coming from. It's not something to try to justify my job description. It's, hey, just like you're doing this at linebacker, hey, we're hat and hands in this kickoff drill. That's why I got you running it. Make sure you can lean on those coaching points and know that we're all speaking the same language. That is something that's huge. You know, we all aspire to have that carryover language. But again, when you have a short amount of time to communicate, it adds even more value for both the kids and the coaches.
1: I think that's a good point that you bring up there and finding – and fitting those guys just like we talk about player skill sets well there's things that our coaches on our staff do well how do you go about organizing that and saying you know what this this guy I see him doing this in this area here where this is part of, of of their scheme their technique how do you start fitting those guys into your different units and positions
0: one good example of that Keith would just be always having one person with your punt returners or kick returners and that's their only job with special teams and usually, you try to match it up. If it's a running back as your returner, that's who you want coaching the returners, right? If it's your receivers coach that way, I mean, we're doing Friday walkthroughs and, you know, guys like Nate Shielhouse and Marcus Arroyo, they're, they're taking those guys at Oklahoma state or Iowa state. And those are their position players, right? It's their guys that aren't involved in any other special teams. They're able to do some extra drills or some awareness stuff and they're committed because it's their guy. You know, they're the ones that are 40 yards down the field. Make sure he's aligned on the right width and the right depth because you're watching the other 10 guys or eight guys in the box and, you know, your corners coach is coaching the jammers on punt return. But when you're able to really give ownership to that guy and he knows that's the guy with the ball in his hand and he's in my position room anyways, I feel like you get a lot more buy-in.
1: Going back to Coach Gundy and the emphasis on understanding the why, uh, again, even though you get meeting time, it seems like those meeting times are, you know, they're, they're stealing time as well. So it's not necessarily always the same amount, maybe, as, as some of the other units get or positions get. So you have to be efficient in your time. It's easy to get lost in here's our scheme go do this, this, and this. So, how do you coach up the why and make sure really that comes to the forefront? The how certainly is important. The where they're supposed to go is important. But that why probably is what's going to give you the success over the long run. So how do you do that?
0: The best thing that I've found, Keith, is kids learn off of clips. And that's not something that I figured out. It's something that Coach Gundy banged into me. Ninth. He's like, how's all these slides are cool? And I know you spent a lot of time on it, but the kids learn by seeing themselves. They learn by seeing the professional clips. And not to jump into the teach tape stuff, but it's probably why I was searching for other examples, Keith, whether it's situations or, you know, punt returners doing things the right way and then having success. Like you can't always coach those guys when you're coaching the core group as much. So when you, again, empower those other coaches, they can bring a, if the returners coach is only coaching the returners, he can take those guys in his running back or receiver room. And you've got another cut up of a meeting for them. And they see, you know, a guy having a great example at a high level or hey, a situational awareness that man, we talked about this in fall camp, but it's real. Like this can happen in real time. And let's learn from it now while we're sitting here in a room and it's calm on a Tuesday versus when everything's, you know, high wire on a Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, well, I think that is a, a good segue into what you're doing now. There, There has been a transition made, but you continue with the passion of a coach to help coaches and to help make this game better. And so that really has become embodied in your account on Twitter at Teach Tapes, which again amazing, amazing content that you put together there, whether that's a a coach talking about something or a clip that just shows a certain technique done the right way. I enjoy that so much and get lost in there and I I gotta say, you you do steal some of my time because it's so engaging. But how did you make this transition to it? What was the thought in moving in this direction?
0: In in the career change, that's obviously a, a deep family thing of making sure we're getting things in the line for our, our people the right way. But the passion for the the clips and finding those examples, it, it definitely started during COVID, during quarantine. Selfishly, Keith, I mean, the special teams, full-time jobs, they're, they're few and far between. So a lot of guys are, are being the running backs coach or the tight ends guy. And, you know, my background was receivers. So, man, how do I find some other clips if, you know, in an interview session afterwards, I I know what I want to be about and what are the best doing. So I was finding that and screen recording it on my phone. And then, you know, you, you keep searching and you find some great linebacker or DB stuff. And you know, I'm an offensive guy by nature. So I'm like, man, that'd be good to have. And before you know it, you got all these different little clips and you're segmenting it out into folders. And it's like, now that I'm out and I was like, man, that was my hobby of pushing that out into the world and you know, I've joked with coaches behind the scenes. We all fill our, my folders with these examples and these quote, teach tapes and how much shine do they actually get? You know, you show them in you know, fall camp or you have them in your clinics later in the year to show the coaches, but man, just put it out into the universe. And it's, it's amazing when you hear it from the best, it's not my voice. Like there's never one time where it's me over recording it. It's, this is what the people are saying in, in the moment. And Hopefully we can all find a way to fit that into our scheme in, in your organization because at the end of the day, technique, technique, and hopefully that's as base as we can make it.
1: Yeah, it's funny too the the power of a different voice saying it. You know, I relate that to <laughs> coaching your own kid uh, at some point, usually around the time they turn into a teenager. The the voice you have might be saying the same thing as somebody else, but all of a sudden now that one gets more attention. And I think our guys who are in our room and hear us again and again and again, now all of a sudden somebody else is saying it. I do think it's a powerful reinforcement of what we're doing. So in looking at that, looking at what is the most effective way to put together a teach tape that is going to solidify everything and bring it home. And they do like watching themselves, but they also like that aspirational stuff and watching other guys. What's been your mix or your formula in putting something together that's going to be effective when you have the opportunity to sit down in your room and share those things with your players?
0: To me, Keith, it's about keeping it as short and sweet as I can. I mean, all of these clips that I'm putting out, I'm trying to keep it under 45 seconds and really keep it one tight message and one little mic drop and, we're on to the next, because if it's this big winding road, I mean, I can't, you know, do TikTok. My, my technology kind of ended with Instagram stories, but you know, it is definitely more consumable than like you see these big long ESPN stories and they even have the little audio player next to it that you can just push play. So trying to make sure we've all got a couple moments, everyone's always super busy. It's just the way the world is. So if we can have one take home point and, and move on, Hopefully we catalog it so we can index it later on, but let's just take it while we can and learn from it and keep going.
1: Do you have a recommendation? You know, our coach is heading into camp right now. I'm sure they're putting together uh, teach tapes for their own units. And as you mentioned, there's so much stuff out there, right? We Some of us have it cataloged ourselves. Uh, there's stuff that we see, we make a note of, it's over here. What's your recommendation to be most efficient in putting together your teach tapes and really honing in on the things that are going to be most impactful?
0: I wish I could ask somebody else, Keith, and take notes from what they say, because that that's always what I'm trying to figure out. The thing that always helped me was, you know, we, we were Exos and whatever your system is of, you know, headings group and organization and tagging your clips and, you know, color coding that stuff. So in the blink, when you're building your meetings out, you know, man, I can go to, you know, comment box three, and that's where I always have this stuff and term search it, like, Cause you can't, you can't make it perfectly manicured. You can't have every playlist dialed in, but if you know, if I go in and click all these seven on seven reps and put them in an edit and I search one column, then I term search it or I sort it and I'm getting a chance, man, you can find it on the fly a lot quicker than if you got it all blank. So all that paper, I tried to get rid of it, you know, and have it tagged within the video. Cause you know, going back to what we said earlier from coach Gundy, like the clips are what matter
1: definitely I, I think too as the technology becomes more and more accessible for us and better and just how we can use the technology to teach and I'll point to an example of a, a clinic we did with uh, Tyler Roll and you know it was, it was probably uh, three hours worth of clinic but then we work with coach and we cut that down and, and found the most impactful things and then with some telestration tools. Now, I mean, these were the more high-end expensive ones, but uh, Coach Paint, to paint up the the things that were most important and pointing that out, that found, you know, what might have been uh, a list of, you know, five or six plays explaining the same point really could be boiled down to one clip that captures it mm-hmm. and provides that visual for the players. And I think, boy, it was 2009 – that huddle for uh, the majority of of the levels of football broke the film room out of out of the film room right it, it put it on everybody's computer phone etc and we got into this habit which i i don't think was i think it was good but i don't think it was the best way of doing it just assigning playlists what's being watched in those cuz i don't think players need it 15 times shown over and over again they need it pointed out and illustrated maybe one time for that to be most effective as you're pointing out one particular technique uh, or footwork whatever it might be looking at it that way I think can help you be more effective
0: to add to that you know what I would say is you know that one clip that one teach tape moment like you're always going to refresh it you know early on in my career I did a project you know it was all the old brandon weed and stuff with you know, the drop back pass game versus all these different coverages and spend so much time on it. I'm like, man, what great reps will never need you know anything else updated. We'll have it all by concept and by coverage and we'll be ready to go. And, you know, the kids want to see themselves. Right. You're going to have new clips. You're going to have new situations. You're going to have new variations like that great teach tape of a situation. Like everyone talks about the, the Packers kick return where he puts his feet out of bounds and touches the ball.
1: Right. Where there's
0: going to be another one that happens week three and it's more, you know, aware for your kids because man, there's a team that beat somebody that probably shouldn't have. And here's the reason they got to the 35 yard line to start that final drive. So there's going to be something more impactful and just trying to keep our eyes and ears open to that. You know, that's something I've learned. It's you're never going to have the perfect clip. There's always going to be a new touch up.
1: I think that's so important in looking at it that way that, our guys watch games they see games and now when you can relate it to something like that that happened immediately it brings that into their head and and you and I are, are and we'll talk about this a little bit more but we're going to do a, a series during the season where we you know take coaches through uh some of these different scenarios and things that happen at, at times of the year and how you teach those things but you know you look at just in the area of special teams how many things come up maybe once a year or once every other year but you want your guys to know it you might only have the chance to walk through it but if you have this library and you're sending out as a coach you know these these moments here and there to start get it into their head to know that all right this is a rule that we could take advantage of or this is something that may happen that we need to be prepared for teach tapes serve that purpose as well There's so many things it's, the game's so dynamic so many things that can happen the introduction to those things really is the first step yes and you and i will talk in detail about how those things are practiced later but at least you put it into their mind and they know this could happen this is what i do
0: and the, those small bites that's all we can handle right everyone we got our plates full with with life with family the kids with school you know there's so many things of like if we try to do the the old school bomb every situation in one meeting all of our brains feel like they're coming out of our ears and no one really feels prepared but we check the box so the more we can kind of dose it in in small bites i say that as a reminder to myself too i mean I still fell into that trap of you just want to get it all in. Like I hey, I got it all in, so now I feel okay. Well, you know, it's not about how much I know, it's about how much they know. Somebody told me with the situation stuff, you know, nothing matters till it matters. So, you know, we can say it's it's all good right now because it's not happening, but hopefully if you do it the right way early on it can, you know, save you some you know, wear and tear later on.
1: Yes, for sure. And in you know, we always talk about teachable moments. Teachable moments to me are going to be those things that happen during the season. You might find it on opponent breakdown and something that happened in in you know in your league and in in the teams that you face. You might find it in the NFL. You might find it in college football on Saturday, but the tools are right there for us to really quick, quickly go in and you know either screenshot something or screen record something and bring it to your players or you know, send it out through a group text to me that's taking these these segments we can put together in teach tapes or pull from teach tapes and creating a teachable moment with it and
0: what i hope to you know really make sure i say at some point here keith is i hope to be a resource for whoever wants to you know drop me a dm or is there a topic or how can we give back because Where I am right now in my life, I don't have a game to prepare for on a Saturday. You know, I don't have an unofficial visit with a recruit or, you know, those things that take up your 80%. I mean, another meeting with a kid, he drops by your office, you got position meets, like, these aspirational things that, that we're talking about right now in a perfect world scenario. That's where I can dive into those 15 percenters that we wish we could spend more time on, but that's not realistic all the time. So, everyone's got the things they've got to do in the day-to-day hopefully this aspect that we're going to keep diving into lets people get that insight and and still do the things they have to get done day-to-day
1: and for our listeners i want to know want you to know this is a passion for coach he does a great job with it i mean just incredible the diversity and what's being shared here and uh, from from every level just great things that i know you can take something from and pass on to your players even if it's You know, you see something there and and just sharing that tweet with your players, I think, will be huge and helping you teach them and and improve their football IQ and accomplish what you want to accomplish in your different positions and units. So coach, give us just a brief overview. Uh, As I said, it's a passion for you, but uh, what are you using to put this together? How how are you uh, curating all this great content? One of the things
0: I'm trying to really focus on is is not take from what somebody's already put together in a presentation, right? If it's somebody's glazier, if it's a Nike clinic, like let that live on its own. This is all open source things that I'm trying to keep it at the NFL level for these drill examples, just so, you know, everyone's got a different way of doing it. But if these 32 teams are, you know, the pinnacle of the profession, like that's what they're doing right wrong or indifferent, it's open source material that are floating around the internet and, you know, just having my own ways to aggregate it and, and make it easy on me to, to check in on what's been published and put out there. Hopefully I can trim it up and make it something with a message, but yeah, it, it's nothing that is behind the paywall. I mean, all this information's out there. It's just hopefully curating it and making sure people can see what they need as they need it.
1: Yeah. And I would, I would suggest you take him up on, Uh, interacting with him and if there's something you're looking for something you need I'm sure coach has a resource or a clip a a teach tape segment that he could put up on at teach tapes and that leads me to what I mentioned before that uh, you and I are going to continue this through and and work with coaches throughout the season to provide you you know short episodes every single week of things that are going to matter and help your team through the season with teach tapes. And I know both you and I are excited about that.
0: Can't wait. And thank you for approaching me about the idea, Keith. I think it'll be a really good way to cross over and, you know, just like we said, stay current, see what's going on. And yeah, the football, the football passion has never left. Like that was never the issue. It's just the way that now you you keep things in the right percentages. And this is a way that I can dive in and, hopefully still be a part of the community
1: so we'll be kicking this one off technically on what's week one for most of the country in high school football uh, the week of august 22nd and we'll be carrying you through the season all the way through to the end and and looking at different aspects of things you need to think about early on in the season as you hit the mid-season some things maybe that will come up as you get into the late season and you know the the differential between the teams playing and talent is closing and closing and closing as you get to the championship we're going to cover all those things too uh, I do believe it'll it'll be a very interesting series it's as simple as some of the things that you know Noel Mazzoni or DJ Elliot and I did last year we'll be looking at some of the games and the things that are happening out there the things we see over the course of the week and bringing it to you to hopefully uh, give you some ideas for adjustments practice ideas, et cetera, that are going to help your team. And uh, it's going to be a fun series. So I appreciate you taking the time, Coach, to be able to do that with us.
0: No problem, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me and look forward to keep this thing rolling.